0: so today is my very first podcast um and i want to share with you guys the motivation for me behind the podcast i know that um all of us we have struggles we have things about ourselves that we aren't so fond of and that um I don't know that we just don't like about ourselves and one thing I can say about my walk with God is it's taught me first of all to love God and in doing that you'll find that because he loves us so much we are we ought to love every part of, about ourselves and so the motivation for me doing this podcast is to <laughs> start or begin to like my voice um I was scrolling on TikTok one day And I was seeing how this girl was saying, you know, she hated her voice too. So I'm like, gosh, that's, you know, that's me. Like, I really, I really am not super fond of it. Like, when I hear my voice playback on, you know, like you do a voice message and the recorder asks you to replay it. I mean, I hate it so much that sometimes I don't even recheck it because I just don't want to hear my voice being replayed. Like, I do not like it. And I hear other people say, like, I like your voice, and I'm like, why don't I see that or why don't I feel that about myself? And so, your voice is very important. First of all, your voice is needed to communicate, and this is and um, has nothing to do with you know the the people that are deaf or I mean people like can't speak that are deaf and um, or can't hear, but for people that can. Um, It's a form of communication. And even for the the deaf, you know, they have a way, ways of communicating. But just to think how appreciative a person that couldn't speak would be of a voice. Um, So we ought to take into consideration all of those things when we decide to say whatever God has given us isn't good enough. And so that was my motivation, or that is my motivation behind doing this podcast. Um, and like I said, the TikTok that I saw, it really enlightened me and it really helped me to say, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And plus I love talking, which is crazy because I do love talking and I enjoy having meaningful conversations or about topics that can help people like self-help things, DIYs, um, spiritual deepness i mean profound languages that touch beneath the surface of what you know we normally talk about or things we normalize and stuff like that so that is my motivation that's my story and i'm sticking to it all right so um i want to always begin with you know giving a thanks to god our creator Um, If you are a non-believer, I do not want this to turn you away from the things that I will be discussing. I actually would prefer if non-believers actually join my podcast and listen to my podcast. I actually want to do um, dual settings where I am interacting with other people and we're talking about a certain topic and getting feedback from each other and giving to the world because out of all the eight billions and millions of billions of people across the universe we are we we live in a time frame where you know people really want to be left alone but it's so many people like we don't live in this life alone and to say that you don't need anybody to say that you never need anybody for anything is a lie everybody should be helping somebody some way shape form or fashion if you can't give financially that's fine give advice if you don't have advice to give give a kind word it's it's, there's always something you can give and in giving there is receiving and so as we enter into um we're coming to the closing of october um we're entering into in the the November month and, you know, preparing. A lot of people are preparing for the holidays and Thanksgiving. You know, th- giving should not just be for November. <laughs> like, giving should be all year round. It should not just be for Christmas. It should not, you know, like, you should wake up every day and give because think about all that god gives to us you know to even have life to be able to listen to the podcast to even be able to have a cellular phone to even be able to have a roof over your head or maybe you don't have a roof over your head maybe you just have a vehicle maybe you don't have a vehicle and you you don't have anything but you have your life and you god breaks you up every day and no matter your situation there's always somebody worse and so you should always be thankful um of whatever it is that you have. And in thankfulness, we are giving back to our creator. And he gives us generously. So I always want to start by giving thanks and saying, Lord, I appreciate this moment, this opportunity, this day. Whoever this stumbles across, I pray it blesses you. And I pray it helps you. So the first thing that I would like to talk about is this whole thing that about Christianity that people feel like, you know, and this is, this was once me, so I'm not going to say that. Sorry about that. I'm not going to say that um you know, I, this was never me because this was initially me and this is the way I was raised. This is the this is how I was brought up. I I grew up in one of those And this is no disrespect to my church. This is no disrespect to um because maybe it was just me. Maybe I was missing the the deeper message. You know, maybe I wasn't paying attention. But I never received what I would consider the Holy Spirit. I never received the deepness of Christianity in this walk until I got to where I am in life now. And so many things led me here, but I will say this. Initially, my perspective of Christianity is that if you... Do the things that God wants you to do, which is, you know, the basic Ten Commandments. I mean they really are they're basic laws for living, but we break them so often, you know, and I've really thought that if you do those things, you'll have a perfect life. You have you'll drive a nice car, you'll live in a nice home, you will um you know, you won't you won't live in a world of evilness. I, I thought that, um I really thought that, you know, because, I mean, I was raised by my grandmother, and you got to understand, we're from a whole two different eras. You know, she was born in 1934. I'm born in 1987. I mean, that, that's a large gap, you know? And so, you know, she did the best she could raising my sister and I. And a lot of things, you know, we, we touched the surface of this walk with God, but we didn't get into the fine print. I mean, it's some fine print that is not being discussed, is not being talked about. And that's why people are so lost. And you know, it makes me wonder, this is what it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder that, and I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I'm wondering if pastors, preachers around the world, if they're not giving this true concept of spirituality because there's christianity and then there's spiritual spiritual walk with christ and i'm going to explain the difference in a second but i'm wondering if they are not telling people the full fine print either a because they want people to you know grow in their bible find out their own or is it b because they lack knowledge thereof or is it c they know the truth and they withhold it so that people can only come to them. Now, A and B, first of all, well, A, I'm, first of all, all of them are just wrong. But I'm going to say this. I didn't find out a lot of things that I know about being saved and being a disciple, being a follower of Christ. You know, as once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Everything doesn't change overnight. Everything doesn't change um, in a day, so to speak. But what I will say is once you continue a repetition or a lifestyle of living righteously, and by this, I mean, okay, so I'll I'll give you a side of uh, just a little glimpse of my story. You know, I was raised in a church, of course, like I said. I even went to private school, Christian school, you know, um... You know, and I, when I became an adult, I, I went the wrong way on my own. I can't blame nobody else. It's nobody's fault. I did it myself. It is what it is. But what I will say is, like the Bible says, train up a child in the way he or she should go. And when they are older, they will not depart from it. So when life started to hit me, I began to come back to God. Now, in the course of me coming back to God... I ended up bumping into something I'd never heard of before. But I. it resonated because they acknowledged Jesus. And this thing that it was was law of attraction. I was deeply and heavily into the law of attraction a year before my sister died. Um, and I was listening to this lady daily. I would go to work and things in my life began to turn around and pick up a little bit in a way that I thought that this thing was actually working. I heard this lady mention Jesus and how he was enlightened and how, why he was able to do the things he did. And so, because I grew up in the church and because she mentioned Jesus, I thought that it was okay, when in fact it's not. And so, what I, I say this to say this, we have to warn our children, we have to warn those who are we are mentoring, bringing up, you know, nurturing of all the possible things that they could possibly run into now maybe there was another word for this stuff before i don't know law of attraction been around for a long time i mean these, these are natural laws of the universe that are true to a degree but who made the universe and so you have to be careful what you give your attention to and what type of doors you're opening up especially, you know, things like idolatry. Idolatry consists of so many things that we don't even consider, like horoscopes, fortune tellers, psychics, tarot readings. These are things that you can accidentally dabble into and open doors for curses in your life, and you have no idea why things are going on, why your life is in shambles, why your family is dying early deaths, why you have chronic illnesses, why you have breakdowns of marriage, family problems, a host of things um, that are you're you're opening the door for and then you're opening the door not just for yourself but everyone that's attached to you. And so these are things that I want to discuss on the basis of Christianity like why aren't we talking about these things? Why do we go to church and we get this this you know, well, oh, you need to tithe and you need, yeah, you do. You do. You you do need to give God your first fruits. But let's really talk about this walk with God. So we, when we decide to, let's look at the life of Jesus. When Jesus was on this earth, when he came and he lived and he prospered, he was here to not only save us from, from our sins. Okay. He, he came not, he said it so many times. I did not come to abolish the law, you know, but he came to re-implement it and, you know, let people know, repent for the kingdom is at hand. Let's get into the things that he did though. Now, he gave his disciples power before he sent them out on their way, you know, to go heal the sick. I really want to get into that. I truly believe and this is something that's been on my heart, it's been on my mind and um I feel compelled to discuss it. So there are children being born even this very second that are born with illnesses, stuff that, you know, the doctor gave you medicine for, blah blah blah. And they diagnose these children and they say, you know, oh, well, He'll be retarded his whole life or she'll have this her whole life. And, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. She'll be crippled. She's a lame. She's, you know, whatever. I truly believe if we were walking in what Jesus or I'm going to say what our discipleship is called us to do, that we could heal those things. I truly believe that. I believe that if, and I know I'm sure there's somebody listening maybe that may hear this and say, well, why don't you do it then? i I believe that God is leading me to that. I believe that this will enlighten people who do have the healing power. So there are gifts of prophecies. And the Bible says that, you know, so Matthew chapter 10, uh, I want to read a little bit. It says, and when he had called unto him, his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. That, first of all, let's be clear. The Bible does not lie, cannot lie. It never comes back void. That alone is every disciple's calling. Who are disciples? Us, followers of Christ. So why aren't we casting out unclean spirits? Why aren't we healing in all manner of sickness? In all manner of disease. It does not say here where we are supposed to just heal the blind. It does not say here that we're just supposed to heal the deaf or the cripple. The, I mean, it is so many miracles Jesus performed outside of what the church loves to talk about, which is what I'm, where I'm headed to, this is prosperity Christianity. And um, it's really irritating. And I say it so much. And I I don't want anyone to mistaken that you're supposed to be broke and poor. And you're supposed to work hard and have nothing. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you pick up your cross. And you decide to be a follower of Jesus. It's so many layers. And this is what I'm finding. So many layers to God. We'll never uncover each and every one in this life. Um, But. As long as we're here, we're here and we're conquering new new levels, there's a new demon on that territory, that new level that comes with um, our discipleship. And so we say okay, you know, I'm I'm level 2. No, I don't know, you know, I I wouldn't put numbers on it, but I just know there's a, it's a new level for every level I acquire. And so I'm in a place now where I'm dealing with some stubborn, demonic things, um, things that are, are very spiritual, things that only God can solve, things that only diligence and patience and, you know, fasting and prayer can get get my prayers to God and I can receive the answer and the manifestation of the things that God promised. And so I never was taught these um, these things. And I actually didn't receive none of this from church. I had to go on YouTube. I had to go on YouTube and I had to I had to actually pick up my Bible and see where it was already written. Where Jesus said, you know, this kind only goes out with fasting. You know, so it was already written that some things require certain level of diligence to get through, but I did not grow up knowing about the spiritual world that exists right before our eyes and the reason why things happen the way they do. And I trust and believe if it's happening in real life, it was already, it's already been done in the spiritual world. And so what I want Christians to understand is, you know, it's nice to have a college education. It's nice. It's wonderful to have degrees is wonderful to acquire things in life but all of those things will fade away one day. And so what we have to do is real in God's people. And God's people are not the ones that know the the Bible, that know the, the the rules and the laws and the things of God. God's people are the ones that are lost. You know, when Jesus said he'll make us fish as men and it this ties back into my voice, you know, how do you communicate with people? You know, how do you reach a person that, you know, is, doesn't want to receive? How do you reach those that have an objection for everything that you're saying and for everything that you're giving? And, you know, spiritually, it's like we, we have to keep turning the other cheek, you know, fighting a good fight. The Bible says, he that endures to the end shall be rewarded. You know, not he who tries a little and gives up midway. Not he who, you know, prays on Sundays and then is living foul all week. And I'm going to be honest, that was my story. You know, um, three months ago, I before I got in the car accident, and God set me down, and he showed me some things about myself, and I was on the path headed straight to hell, you know, I thought that I I thought that I was, I couldn't have thought I was doing right, I don't know what I was thinking, I had been crazy, but um, I was living this life where, you know, I worked a lot, and so my, my main goal was to be a provider for my family, and so I was so self-sufficient, um, working two jobs, overworking, underpaid. I really was. And so, you know, what God has shown me during my pruning season is everything that not only led up to that, but pride, you know, pride is something that first of all, God hates pride. Let's start there. Um, pride is what got the devil kicked out. Lucifer kicked right out of heaven. Um, it wasn't, he didn't steal, you know, he didn't lust. It was none of that. It was pride. And so when you, when you're dealing with self-righteousness, it, you know, it says pride goes before destruction. Pride is, will get you in a lot of trouble, man. I was very self-sufficient and I was living this life where I just felt like I didn't need anybody. And it also came from a, a season of struggle where I had struggled so much. And so I was so proud of myself for, you know, bringing in a certain amount of income. And I was proud of myself for um, a lot of worldly things, things that, like I said, will pass away one day. And so I just want somebody to know that, you know, right, like for me, for right now in my pruning season, and... My pruning season involved me sitting down from those things, sitting down from um, what I felt like was righteousness and what I felt like was my way of doing things. And, you know, we pray the prayer of Matthew 6, you know, chapter 6, where Jesus tells us how to pray. And so, you know, for months I'm saying, you know, Lord, let your will be done. But are we really, do we really want God's will? Or are we just saying this repetition prayer with, you know, we we don't have the, the, the meaning of what the prayer means behind it. We just, it's empty words for us. We're just saying it because it's scripture and it's the right thing to do. Um, when I really, God showed me, the Holy Spirit showed me um, that I had a lot of empty words. And I was saying one thing on Sunday and all week long I'm living this life of, you know I was fornicating I was seeing this guy and he didn't mean me well and I get to that that's a cool that's another story for another day but and I had reattached myself to some things that God had actually brought me out of and um sometimes it's not about the people it's not that the people are wrong it's not that the people are Alright, it's just about you and your walk and where you are with God and what he wants to do with you. And sometimes what God wants to do with you, the people that you have in mind, they can't go. He has something great for them too. But y'all, you, 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 you both have ran your course in each other's lives and it's over. It's done. And God wants to bring it into those things and, you know show you something greater, but how can he get your attention, and, you know, the Bible also teaches us that God chastens those that he loves, and that was a, that was a big deal for me, because, you know, like the prodigal son, you know, I, I was really lost, you know, I, for one, I had really been heartbroken by the death of my sister, it really shook me, and so I went through some things that i just man i can only describe it as i lost my mind i mean as anybody could i do have another sister on my dad's side that i am looking forward to getting closer with um in these days but i just oh my sister was all i knew and so to lose her was you know it shook my whole world and um let me tell you depression looks different on everybody you know, all of us, we have our own DNA. We have our own design. And so things look different on each each of us, you know, because of our own design. And so I went through a really bad season. And so the people that I was around, that I had surrounded myself with, I had put my trust in those people. I put those people higher. I held them higher than I held God during my time of grief. And let me tell you, God will show you. Every time you conform to idolatry and things of the world, that okay, you want to put your trust in people, you want to put them above me. You want I'm I'm gonna show you exactly what these people are made of, and why what you're the route that you're taking is wrong. And he broke me down. He broke me down, and then when he did lift me back up, instead of me staying on that straight and narrow path, I got bored, and I started going astray again. And so this time, that time that I did that, God set me down in a different type of way. You get what I'm saying? And so when he set me down in that type of way, I said, okay, no more. This is it. Lord, I surrender. Adonis means that, Lord, I surrender my life to you a lot of times we are looking for jehovah jireh our provider when god does provide he provides so many different ways um a real funny story is just the other day i was in a grocery store i was with my girls and so this man um was looking at my cross which is crazy because normally uh, i wear my cross every day and it's not that your cross can save you but i just wear it i just love it I wear it every day and I never take it off and it's normally tucked underneath my shirt accidentally. Like I look at my photos and something I'm like, dang, my cross is tucked. But he actually saw it, he noticed it, and so he said, um he said to me, he said, He said, Are you a true Christian? And I knew exactly what he meant when he said that because there are some people that, you know, all of us have struggles, but true Christianity is knowing that there's just some there's certain things you just can't do and so like i told him i was very honest with him i said you know three months ago which was when i before my accident i said i was not a true christian i was a hypocrite and you know we got to talking about god and he was telling me about his life before he got saved and how many years he's been saved and right before i left out the line right i'm gonna tell you actually let me backtrack a little bit but when i got in the store um So I got paid that day, and so I'm like, shoot, you know, we need food, and I have three kids, my niece lives here, and it's my mom, and so all together it's five of us. So we eat a lot, and we eat really, really good, and just recently, my daughter and I went vegan, where we eat, we eat like seafood, you know, crab or shrimp, or something like that every so often, but, uh, or fish, we love fish, but you know we're really trying to eat a plant-based diet right now or vegetable and um just slowly wean ourselves off of certain things and it's really expensive anybody that knows you know Presbyterian or vegan life or whatever you want to call it it's truly expensive compared to eating crap right um and I, I said to myself, I said, well, shoot, I know I got to spend at least this, and then I know I have to put a certain amount aside for bills, and then I'm like, you, if you are a tither, if you are a true Christian, I don't care what anybody says, tithing is not just in the Old Testament. It was not ever done away with. Um, there is a time where Jesus talks about it, you know, and but I'm gonna tell you another thing about tithing. Tithing is not just financial. Tithing is everything you have, your time, your money. What, what are you giving back to God? You know, out of that that ten percent. That ten percent is really bare minimum. When you think about it, if you got a thousand dollars and you tithe a hundred dollars. That is the bare minimum, and it's the bare minimum. But that's all God requires. But you know, in your walk. If God is leading you to do more than the bare minimum, obedience is better than sacrifice. And so I was in a place of, okay, obedience is better than sacrifice. And I there's something called a seed of faith. And um, I listened to this man the other day talk about planting and harvesting. And a lot of references about who God is is, He's either a gardener, you know, a farmer or something, or he's a, you know, Jesus was a carpenter, but it's, it's all about seasons and it's all about a time and a place for everything under the sun. Ecclesiastes tells us that. And so I know that I get it now. I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, sometimes God is requiring you to just be obedient you can't see, and, and always remember this: He doesn't need you. He does not need you. He will get his way no matter whether you decide to do it or not. So it's better to just be obedient. And so for me, it was like, okay, I'm listening to God. I'm like, Lord, you know, I'm asking everything I ask God for in this season. I promise you, He gave it to me. And it's you got to be careful what you ask for. <laughs> You gotta be careful what you ask for. If some of us are praying, we like Lord, use me, please. Don't leave me out of this season and posting all these memes and you you better be prepared for what you ask God for. Because He will make sure that He gives it to you. And the Bible tells us you ask for wisdom, He gives generously. You know, and so I ask for certain things in this season, you know, to go along with what I was dealing with and what I was battling. And I mean, God is so funny because even like I tell you, like the things you don't like about yourself, you know, God will use those things. And I mean, he will shed so much light on it that you, you, it's not so much that you end up loving it, but I mean that's the that's the goal. That is the goal. I know that is the goal, and I'm I'm not there yet with some of the things that he's given me, but I'm embracing them gradually. So I ask God for you know, like I said, I ask God for certain things, and he I hear this number in my vo- in my head like, okay, I know that's God. I'm gonna be obedient, even though I don't I don't have it. You you understand what I'm saying like. I don't have it. And so let me get, tie this into the man at the grocery store. I'm like, Lord, I don't have, you know, I wanted, I need to do these things, Lord. And God is like, now you need to do this and you need to do that. And you're going to do my will. You're going to do things your way. It's up to you. You know, he gives us free will. And so lo and behold, I have this talk. And so I'm leaving out of the line after I spent what I told God I was going to spend in the store, didn't go over that, set aside what I needed for my bills, didn't go over that, and I knew I wouldn't have anything left. And so I was obedient and leaving out of the store. This man, same man that had this talk with me, he said, you know what, he said, can I just do something for you? He said, God is just telling me to do this for you. And he, say, I, he says, I'm not trying to be funny or nothing. He said, if you want to, you can just give it to your girls, you know. And so I'm th- looking like, okay. I really did not know how to accept it, and um, he pulled out a hundred dollar bill. He gives me a hundred dollars, which allowed me to do what God asked me to do. Now, let me tell you this: I went through a season of paranoia after I lost my sister. I mean, it was bad. This is, let me tell you, let me backtrack about who I was before I lost my sister. I was probably the most naive person you ever want to meet. Uh, green as a string bean. Everything I learned, I learned the hard way. Everything, every lesson about people, places, and things. And I, to be honest with you, I didn't learn about who a lot of my friends were. And that I actually read this recently where you learn more about a person at the end of you guys' relationship than you ever did in the beginning. And so when I say that I, that was me, I learned more towards the end of my friendships that, you know, with certain people than I did in the beginning. Yeah, that was me. And I never would have saw it coming. I never would have even embraced it had I not went through this season of what I would like to call paranoia. And it was bad. It was so bad. And what made it worse for me is you know the people I was around they would actually joke on and make fun of it and it hurt my feelings it hurt my feelings because I expected them to understand how how I was thinking and what I was going through based upon them knowing the circumstances of who I was before my sister and who I was after her and so that's wrong first of all let's talk about expectations expectations are wrong expectations is probably the worst thing you can have about worldly, earthly people, places, and things. You just shouldn't have them. You you should just get rid of them. You should get rid of every expectation you have on a person. I I heard this other saying, you know, expect people to be who they are or who they tell you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but then you can expect people to change too, right? So just have no expectations and allow people to be who they are. Allow them to do whatever they want to do you don't have no issues. My problem is I help people at such a high standard. I help people at almost like I made, I idolize them and I made them like a God. I always thought so highly of my friends, so highly of the people that I chose because I chose them. You know, there are people that, you know, I met and I got away from them or You know, we we had a season and I got away from them. And, you know, to me, that was fine. But there were some people that I had chose that they were firm in my life. And I just felt like no matter what happened in my life, I will always be there for them. And I expected the same. And then I expected them to be the type of friend that I was. You cannot do that, you know. And that really showed me. In that season, you know, and this is not to put any of them down because everybody, everybody has their own walk with God. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't ever want to be judgmental to who they were. And, you know, even though I was crushed, my spirit was crushed a lot of days by a lot of their actions. And I'm not just talking about one person. I mean, my spirit was crushed, and I'm not going to say I was suicidal or anything like that from that, but my spirit was, I mean, I was crushed from the death of my sister and then the reaction of the people around me, and I was highly, um, I was headed for destruction. So, anyways, getting back to, um the reason for every season, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Um, My walk with him has been, I mean, this time around, this is like no other time. Like, I've actually tasted God in a way that I have never, in my 34 years, never, ever, ever. And I truly appreciate his kindness towards me in my years of ignorance. You know, Galatians five one says to stand firm in the liberty by which Jesus Christ has made us free and to do not be entangled again in the yokes of bondage. And to me, this stands out. And I'm going to say this. This is for anyone that's that's lukewarm or that maybe, maybe you just don't know um, who God really is because you've had a blurred vision or you've had a, a season of or seasons of Uh, misencounters of what you thought was God or who you thought was God but I'm going to just tell you this we have a loving God he's very forgiving he will blot out your sins and remember them no more but you have to understand that when you decide to do God's will and to do things God's way it's not what you call easy street or an easy road Yes, God goes before us and he, he makes our path straight, but the path is contingent upon you trusting him. And it's a hard thing to do when you've been so self-sufficient for years, you've never had to lean on anyone other than yourself. You put so much confidence and faith in your abilities and what you can do. And God is like, scratch that, you know, uh, it's a verse that says, "You know, eyes have not seen nor ears have not heard the things that God has for those who love Him." And I had to think about it. You know, if if I have these thoughts about uh, what a perfect life is, or you know, what I want, or how much more can my Creator, this person who create the, the being, the, the, the Spirit God that we serve, the living God? Um, how much more can he give me because I'm, I, you know, we, we are not in control of time and time is priceless. You know, I shoot, I ask God when I pray, I ask God to restore the years that I've wasted because it was a lot like I said, I'm just coming into this realization of this ambience of this living God that I have, that we serve, and um, I don't ever want to go back to where, the, you know, the, the where he's freed me, you know. I can't go back, you know. I can't go back to the, the way I used to be, and so I just want people to know that it's not like you get saved and everything. I mean, soon. It's actually soon as you get saved. As soon as you accept Jesus, that's when things begin to go wrong. And what 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 is happening in that season is God has taken away the enemy's control over certain people, places, and things in your life, and He's reclaiming His territory in your life, and so. You go, It's yeah. Things are falling apart. He's washing away those things that are unclean, that are rooted in um, world worldliness and rooted in um, the things that were that you found before you get came to Christ. And so, the battle begins, and um, we are to put on, you know, what Ephesians says, the whole armor of God which is a helmet of salvation, a breastplate of righteousness. We are to gird our loins about with truth, shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, sandals. we are to take the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. And by doing that, we can decree and declare that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. I heard Mr. Bill Johnson. I love him. He's a YouTuber. Well, he's on YouTube. um, His channel, I think it's Hungry Generation. And there's some other people up there that I love. But he's one of my favorites. Um, Him, Derek Prince. There's some other people. But I won't get into all of that, naming names. But I will say that when I listened to him crack a joke the other day, he was saying, you know, you got to put on the whole armor every day. And he said, he tell people, wow, you know, like, I didn't take it off last night. I never take it off. We never take it off. And so as Christians, we are to decree certain things and, that's one, something that I decree often. My whole armor, you know, none of us are perfect. We're going to make mistakes, but it's the blood of Jesus that covers us. And in this covering, no harm, you know, when you are doing the will of God, no harm can come to you. Not, you You have to be firm on that. You have to believe that and you have to stand firm. in. God is not a liar like us. You know, we don't told plenty of lies. Some of us, I don't know if, you, if, a, if a person say they never lied, okay, whatever. but God is not a liar and so his word is true, is living. If he says it, if it's written, if it was already written, then it must be true and it must come to pass and um, I just want people to understand that this walk, you know the war begins the minute you say you are a believer. The enemy begins to fight you, and he will use the very people, the very people that you once put your trust in, that you love so much. That you, he will use your own children. He, I mean, it does not matter. He's no the the enemy is no respected persons, and God is not either. The enemy is a copycat of everything that Jesus has done period. So, um, I want you to know that the war does begin to minute you accept Christ and second Timothy one, seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So anything that challenges those things that God has promised us are things of the enemy, you know, and I truly believe that if we walk in our discipleship, which is what I would like to get into in this next segment of my life. Um, and I'm asking God for discernment about that. I'm asking to be fully prepared for those things so that I can be influential in the body of Christ. But I want to heal the people that he would allow me to heal. And that means walking in obedience, but healing the people that are around us, the people that we live with, delivering people from demons. I don't care who you are. If you say you don't have a demon, you are a liar. You are, like, people don't, people look at, like, having a demon, like, it's the worst thing ever, but truth is, if you are, in fact, I'm just gonna stop there, because that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother podcast, and I want to save something for uh, the next one, but... The purpose of this initial and my very first podcast is to tell people that, you know, for one, your walk is not in vain. Um, You have a spiritual account. Everything is being recorded. Everything you do, all your efforts, you know, we don't store up our treasures here on earth, but we store them up in heaven. And no matter what it looks like, guys, no matter what your circumstances are. I don't care where you are, where you hear this, this, under the sound of my voice, understand this. We, as Christians, as followers, as believers of Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we are on the winning side, okay? And so I want to end it here, and I want to tell anyone that listens to this, I don't care who you are, anyone that listens to this, be blessed. Amen. Thank you. Praise Jesus.